We acknowledge and respect the first humans of the unceded land we call San Francisco, the Ramaito Shaloni. We condemn the genocide of these and other tribes across the Western Hemisphere. We honor their legacy and history, and we support rematriation and sovereignty efforts. Hello, and welcome to Storied San Francisco. I'm your host, Jeff Hunt. This episode is a continuation of my chat with Celia Labuano Gonzalez of Other Avenues Grocery Cooperative. As I mentioned in the intro to part one, this talk I had with Celia is one of my favorites in the five years we've been doing this podcast. We've wrapped up recording with two other co-ops in the meantime, and those conversations were inspiring as hell too. More on that later. Quick note that next week's episode will be all about Giving Tuesday. I'll be solo for that, talking about some ideas for how we can all contribute to making San Francisco, the Bay Area, and really the whole world a better place. If you missed part one with other avenues, please go back and have a listen. For now, here's Celia. Food systems, food sovereignty, you know, for me are just really my like life's focus just awesome. I because found the right yeah person. yes <laughs> that was how I was all day um right it, you know for me like exactly what um the the person at Alamini Farm said like food everyone eats food um and food comes from the land and the sea and and so in being connected to our food we are connecting with the land connecting with the oceans and that old planet earth that you won't know, go away yeah, <laughs> yeah and that's yeah. something that i think you know um through processes of colonization you know and imperialist aims we've lost touch <laughs> well a lot of people not everyone capitalism uh. as well <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Right. It's right. These yeah. systems, these economic systems, these systems that are dehumanizing for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, and even destructive, indestructive. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, and so yeah. So just being in touch with 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 our food really, I think, heals a lot of what we're we need to heal within ourselves. Mm. With sometimes, you know, you know, there's you know, we, we're, we're struggling with a lot of like mental health challenges. Mm-hmm. We're struggling with a lot of, um, you know, just like basic needs mm-hmm. and understanding that like food is a human right, like water is a human right. Well, it's just a right for all life. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That, um, that we can solve all the other like social inequities because mm-hmm. they all stem to, you know, to these basic needs and relationship with land. So I, I really like a, a really vibe with, um, La Via Campesina and their definition of food sovereignty being the okay. right of all people to, you know, to have to steward the land in an ecological way to have, you know, uh, the decision around how food is cultivated culturally appropriately and ecologically. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of that is also like how food is distributed. Mm-hmm. Right. A huge part of it. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of the things where we have to get into. Um mm-hmm. You know, and and, you know, looking also like the quality of our soil, like how are we producing food Mm -hmm. in a way that people, you know, and the soil, you know, and all of the ecological systems that are connected are thriving. Mm -hmm. And we know how to do it. We've that's we've. 
we wouldn't be here if yeah. we didn't <laughs> you know literally and yeah. so it's definitely it's sad to see um our governing bodies you know be swooped by these corporate solution or prop what you know they're not Profit solutions motive. yeah exactly right 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 when the real Again, wisdom yeah, yeah, yeah is already within within the people that have been stewarding the land you know it's um, already there we've already been doing it yeah, right yeah. and you know like you know i did i did a workshop and i, I think i'll try to do one in, in april again about um you know regenerative farming agroecology Ooh, yeah. um awesome. identifying like gmos and you know the differences between industrial agriculture and regenerative farming mm-hmm. and why you know, it's easy to see <laughs> which one <laughs> is really there for us in the long term, you know, right. versus these extractive models, which, you know, translates also, you know, extracting um, nutrients from the soil, putting chemical, you know, fertilizers, um, not allowing, you know, the 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 plants to uh, decompose back into the soil, like just leave, no need to till things, you know. Um, that also is like an example of just how we're treating, you know, ourselves, you know, like these extractive profit models where, you know, a co-op, for example, I've heard has um, an exponential economic uh, growth factor because Mm. the people, worker owners, right, we receive the profit at the end of the day and we're spending it in the community. Putting it back. You know, exactly. Whereas like, you know, a Safeway or whatever shareholder owned business is just extracting it out of the community and the wealth is leaving i mean it's it's the regenerative farming model (laughs) right but with money systems exactly yeah can i share a story yes please (laughs) um the other night i got a little bug up my ass and i made a lasagna it happens every once in a while i'm just like that (laughs) but um i was reminded it wasn't the first time i've made lasagna i was reminded at the end of you know when i sat down to eat i was like or actually way earlier in the process i was like lasagna is a lot of work mm-hmm. no matter how you i don't care if the noodles are like <laughs> you know oven ready or whatever which i don't yeah. by the way I don't yeah um works. <laughs> no but i i real i realized yet again it had been a while and i was like oh yeah lasagna is a lot of work it's a great w- reward mm-hmm. but um then i was like and i started thinking about like all my ingredients and how detached I am from them. You know, uh, I did go with canned tomatoes and I'm like, okay, go back to the planting of the tomato, the nourishing and the, you know, the growing of the tomato, mm-hmm. the canning process, the distribution, right. and then every single ingredient that went into, like, you know, I didn't grow anything yeah. that went into <laughs> my lasagna. Yeah. Um, and I think that really speaks to how disconnected most of us are I mean, from yeah. the things that we are putting into our bodies on a multiple times daily basis. Right. And what you're speaking to and sort of what this store stands for is reconnecting or at least being aware of those connections, right? Right. I mean, and doing what we can to, you know, to get closer 
to them, you know, right. closer to the source. Right. Um, of course, you know, there's, you know, a need for preserving food. That's like a whole wisdom and skill, mm-hmm. like how to preserve food mm-hmm. through different seasons mm-hmm. and making the resources that we have last, mm-hmm. you know, so because there's also the, you know, the myth of food scarcity, right? Mm-hmm. Like that is just like right. thrown at us right. as if, you know, um, hunger couldn't be solved like this, you oh, know, yeah. I mean, tomorrow. Right. It could happen. I mean, or there's, today. I've heard. Yep statistics about you know there's enough food to feed the world like three times over Mm. you know but what really is the problem is again distribution and Mm. access um and you know in broken systems well not broken systems that were never set up you know systems systems we we disagree (laughs) with nature you know (laughs) right yeah um but but yeah, I mean, and I think locally, you know, there's, you know, rural versus urban as well. That's, that's a, there's a divide there that I think needs to be um, healed as well, Bridged. you know. Yeah. Um, and I think we can be doing a lot more in our urban centers to be closer to our food. You know, Alamany Farm is a beautiful example, you know, mm-hmm. and I love the way it's set up. Anybody can go harvest food and you take, you know, a little, uh, some home with you, you know, mm-hmm. that's beautiful. We should have more of those opportunities. Mm-hmm. We should have more um, you know, just like, I mean, I've seen, I was in New York, um, and they had lettuce and kale as like their little planters, stuff, and s- you know, oh, like, oh around like the city or, yeah. okay. Cause, um, Christopher Renfro from Alamany farm also, uh, talks frequently and he talked about it on the podcast. Um, that enormous plot of land in San Francisco, Golden Gate park, mm-hmm. we could be doing so much more with it. Yeah. And I think that's brilliant. And it, it also, it you know, it's not like, oh, it's a farm, you know. It's like there's people who are going to enjoy that space and be there and, you know, and do community events. Like it's not taking, you're not taking away Correct. anything by transforming land into, you know, a way that people are able to steward it together, you know, um, commit to native species, you know, think about the relationship that you have with the, with the ecology, right? Because sometimes, you know, humans are talked about as this like, oh, you know, problem. But really we're like, we are an animal within the ecosystem and we do have a role to play in, in balancing, you know, and what, so I think people need to think about like, what is that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and how do we show up for the ecology, you know, and for each other in a community, you know? Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I, and so a, a lot of that is like tied to just cooperative thinking. You know, it's like we need each other. We're mm-hmm. not. We're not like, you know, this capitalist system makes us think that anyone can survive on their own. You know, if mm-hmm. they just work hard, but that's not the truth. And we've learned that time and time again. You know, like we've we we've evolved. You know, our brains are wired to have each other. You right. know, to support each other. Social animals. Yeah, we are. Right. Yeah. yeah. Communal <laughs> animals. Yeah. And I mean, so, you know, like the more that we could do in our urban centers, um, growing food, you know, growing, you know, fruit trees, they can be messy, Mm. but we can, we can (laughs) teach each other how, you know, to, to do that, have more, um, chickens of people you know mm-hmm. like bees. you know yeah bees yeah i mean i am so excited by how many local beekeepers you know we have local honey from like noi valley potrero hill nice. stern grove you nice. know like it's <laughs> it's very local mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's, it's delicious mm-hmm. um 
So it's good for allergies too. Yeah, they say, but I've also heard oh. conflicting information oh. that that's just a scam just, from a beekeeper. So am I mainlining honey? Uh, well, to my I, think, own detriment? I think it just no, comes down to there's also like traditional practices that people have done. Maybe there isn't like a lot of science behind it, mm, but you know, okay. it's one of those community community. I'm gonna medicines. keep going because also honey is delicious. <laughs> it is delicious. Yeah. <laughs> that's enough. Yes. Um, is there Anything that we're kind of missing, mm -hmm. um, I've sort of run out of curiosity sure. directly, but yeah. and I can cut that out. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking. Um, I mean, so yeah, I guess you know, you're here talking to me. Yes. Um, other avenues, we've been here like 50 years, but um, almost 50 years, and uh, we need to celebrate that. Um, but there's also really exciting, you know, new co-ops that are forming. I'm oh, really yeah. excited in the East Bay um, by the Deep, mm. the Deep East Oakland Empowering People um, co-op that they're trying to set up in, you know, in a place that is like food apartheid, mm -hmm. you know. And so while we celebrate um, co-ops and co-ops have been around, we also need to look and support new co-ops mm -hmm. and really... Um, you know, understand why, you know, the more the more worker-owned co-ops that exist, and consumer co-ops co are also great, but I'm definitely behind worker-owned co-ops um, mm -hmm. just because of how, you know, you have more of a say, you mm -hmm. know, in the system around you. Um, and there's hybrid models as well, if you right. support, which are great. Right. Um, but yeah, so we need to really support those new initiatives. Um, Lift each other up. Exactly. Because that's right. what cooperative, you know, And going is. against the sort of <laughs> competition model of yes. <clears throat> the ugly C word. Right. Because honestly, the more that we uplift each other, the more that we're more, sec you know, secure, you know. Um, and, you know, even like Gus's is down the street, mm -hmm. you know, they're definitely our competitor, but they're, mm -hmm. but they're family owned and they're, and you know, people love them and they offer different things and, you know, we, we work it out. It's way better that, that it's not like Safeway, you know, or something. Correct. You know? So <laughs> yeah. that's, that's also exciting. That know? is. And thank you for, for mentioning that. Um, because I wanted, I, I just remembered a couple of other things, which was, yeah, like, you know, what other food opportunities what's the word i'm looking for grocery yeah. stores you know food stores right um are around here and i guess gus's is one yeah um, Gus's. i mean safeway is around um, yeah. <laughs> um well you know like there's the trader joe's and the new whole foods it's uh stonestown um, oh there's both yeah oh open a whole foods there and okay i also like our sales went down a little, but it's also hard uh, to know if it was like that or the yeah, pandemic right? or all the restaurants opening up. Cause I definitely was like, yes, restaurants again. <laughs> right. But, um, it's hard, it's hard to really know, you know, um, but we're doing fine. It's just like Good. really great year pandemic. And then whoop, the, <laughs> the, I actually, that was the, the rubber other, band effect. You know? That's the other thing I wanted to talk about was how you guys weathered the pandemic. Sure. How yeah. You, sorry. How you all weathered the pandemic. Well, yeah, it was definitely, you know, unexpected, of mm -hmm. course. And we did our best. We stayed open, so we never closed. Um, essential? Did you, w w were we, you allowed we because it's essential, a food? Yeah, right. we were okay. definitely an essential business. Okay. Um, there was, a, I think the biggest challenge was just, like, trying to keep up with all of these, like, random kind of 
like rules, you know, um, that were changing and fluctuating. And so how then to like communicate with the customers, you know, about what they were expected to do. I think limiting capacity in the store, um, you know, we had to get like some door people to help regulate the flow because we, we were only letting in like, you know, eight to 12 people okay. um, at a time. Mm -hmm. Um, so just, I think communicating with people and like, at first I think there was some frustration, you know, like just how <laughs> your, your shopping habits are disrupted and that was a challenge for everyone, you mm -hmm. know, um, you know, the mask requirement, of course, mm -hmm. <laughs> from a lot of, you know, folks yeah. there, I think the challenge really just like being the like health police or whatever mm -hmm. was a weird role to play mm -hmm. on top of the many other roles that we play that, um, maybe don't seem like we play. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I think also like a big impact is like, you know, we're a community grocery store and a lot of people, you know, shop here and so for some people it's like they, you know, get their groceries and they go on with their day. But for a lot of other people, like this is, um, a place where they're socializing, you know, they're like a meeting point. Yeah. yeah maybe yeah. they're not, you know, very mobile and this is like their you know, trip of the day, you know, um, and so I think a lot of retail workers probably would agree that we play more than just, you know, grocer. You're a grocer. Right, yeah. Right, <laughs> like, right. There's a lot of like mental health, you know, kind of aspects Absolutely. to it, you know, mm -hmm. which I enjoy. I very mm -hmm. much enjoy. Um, and can be challenging as well, you know? Sure. Um, and so I think during the pandemic that, kind of really ground grind, grinded down a little bit on that and people extremely isolated if they weren't already right. you know um and not seeing anyone you know and then these like interactions at the grocery store you know but also are limited because everyone's just going to the grocery store so we're trying to like manage the people in the store get them in and get them out you know um but also be still uphold the kind of like space that a community grocery store has to offer. So I think that was a big challenge and, you know, definitely um, was interesting to see. And I mean, also personally, just as a retail worker, like, you know, a lot of other people in their experience of the pandemic versus mine, where, you know, I just continued working and worked like even more, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and just how like my social interactions, I think, were impacted, you know, where it's like all these short, you know, interactions where I'm not able to get as deep, which are also already limited just in general, you know. Right. Um, but, but when that's all you have. And that's, yeah, you yeah. know. And so then it's like, man, I just want to talk to somebody, not like, <laughs> right. hey, how are you? Like, right. this is the price of what you rang up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? And but then also, nice what do I talk about? Because that's all. <laughs> we'll <laughs> talk about the pandemic. <laughs> you know, I'm sure people right. can relate in a different way. But yeah. I think that was a challenge. Um, but, but also, it was really great to be in a worker-owned situation because we had the ability to meet and be flexible to pivot and respond yeah, exactly right. to you know to be able to you know meet the needs of the moment mm -hmm. and evaluate and be like is this working this is not working and doing a lot of shifts so we were meeting a lot more too um right. and we always every meeting checked in about the pandemic how are we doing things i think um you know people fluctuating on the mass requirement was challenging as people get used to it then they don't and then it was back you know <laughs> so that i think that was hard just dealing with people you know some people 
had to be asked to not to shop here. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> you know, which I think was sad because right. we don't want to do that, you right. know. Um, so I think in, intention, yeah. in summary, um, challenging, challenging, you would say. Yeah. Um, but grateful that we had the, the kind of ability to work through things um, and not, like, have to, like, put in requests that take right. too long to come down. Just, like, having the group to be able to decide yeah. on the spot, you know. And other avenues never never closed? We did not. Um, I think, you know, just when there was that, like, silly curfew or whatever, right we at closed first. early. Or, um, right. Which did not make any sense to me. I mean, that's also some things where it's like, well, if the idea was to spread people apart, then the later that a business could be open would allow people to... You know, St- in a staggered fashion. Yeah, they people who like to shop, shop at night, later. or or even like I was hearing, you know, nurses um, who were impacted because they're at work also mm. until the end, and then mm. they have just a smaller window to get their groceries. Right. So you know, I think some reflection, hopefully, would be to you know try to talk to the community. You know, I know make decisions, but like check in about them quickly after Mm -hmm. to see what's working. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We can also be insightful, (laughs) you know, Uh, on these issues. Anything coming up for other avenues that you'd like to plug here? Right. Yeah. Well, we just came out of co-op month, which was October. Oh, Um, I'm sorry. It's okay. Acknowledge that. <laughs> now you know October. Next, every October is national, from now on. National Co-op Month. Okay, um, great. Yeah, so um, we we had some fun activities. I guess, you know, I would just say tune to the events that we're doing. I think we're doing, um, I can't, there's a flyer outside of exactly what day, but I think we're doing like a chutney workshop with Shanta. Mm. Um and I'm going to be doing a workshop in April around agroecology awesome. and food systems. Um, also, yeah. well, I, I think this was intentional for us that mm-hmm. these episodes around for, for you guys and uh, the other episodes on co-ops are coming at a time of year. You know, we have this thing we call Thanksgiving. We right. have this thing we call the holidays and Christmas and this and that and blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And the traditional thinking behind some of those things is like community family Mm -hmm. food is a huge part of it so um i think the intention for us is to to highlight businesses like this Mm -hmm. and other co-ops to sort of ask people to rethink yeah these these things and, and what we're actually celebrating for real, right. yeah. Well, yeah, and we actually are open. The only days that we fully close oh, at yeah. other avenues are May 1st in nice. celebration of um, International Workers okay. Day yep. and uh, and Martin Luther King Day, Okay. Um, you know, which is a radical, you know, if you look at the, the radicalness of Martin Luther King mm-hmm. um, in his, you know, intentions to shift the way that the economy works and for who it serves, mm-hmm. you know? So, so those two days we vibe with and nice. we, <laughs> we take the day off. Um, otherwise we have some shortened hours for some other, you know, federally recognized holidays, but, um, but we're open. That's it for our episode with other avenues, grocery cooperative. Next Tuesday will be a special Giving Tuesday episode. Please join us for that, and have a lovely week and weekend.
Music for Storied San Francisco was produced, performed, and curated by Otis McDonald. Michelle Kilfeather does original photography for us. Aaron Lim of Bitch Talk Podcast is our contributing producer. And the show is produced and hosted by me, Jeff Hunt. Now in our fifth season, we have more than 200 episodes available on our website, storiedsf.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're able to, please rate and review the show. And drop us a line at storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Stay strong, weird, and healthy. And we'll see you next time on Storied San Francisco. This podcast is a proud member of the BFF.FM podcast network. Learn more at podcast.bff.fm. BFF.FM, best frequencies forever.